Good evening, everybody. It's time to begin our service this evening. We've got a few less tonight because they are out of country right now. Uh, so do remember them in your prayers as they are in Peru. Tonight we'll have uh, one song, and I didn't ask who has the announcements. David has announcements. Uh, two more songs, and then Andrew has our uh, lesson this evening. First song tonight is number 937. If you would, let's stand for this song, please. 937, I stand in awe. Good afternoon, church family. A couple announcements before we start our lesson. Um, uh, as a reminder to all deacons that the deacons meeting is June 18th. Um, that's uh, next Sunday. Um, also on June 20th is Young at Heart. We'll be heading to Crackle Barrel. Um, also, there's a mowing schedule out in the bulletin board. If you can help out with uh, cutting the grass, we'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, please sign up on the bulletin board. Um, also, updates on our prayer list. Keep the Rose family uh, in your prayers. Uh, it's Jean. Jean uh, Rose passed away 
Uh, they used to go to church here and um, moved to Arizona. I'm just trying to remember. They moved to Arizona. Um, and uh, this morning, keep the Rose family in your prayers at this difficult time. Um, also, keep uh, David in your prayers as JB and Wanda's uh, son. He was bitten by a spider, they believe, and he's going through some IVs right now. And I see, is it ICU? No, he's just in the hospital. Just in the hospital, okay. So he's just in the hospital. Uh, they're trying to get all the poison out from the biter, sp spider bite. Um, so to keep him in your prayers at this time. Also, Mary, continue to keep Jimmy Wilgus in your prayers. Keep Sean Maynard in your prayers and Jim Haney and Amber Spitzer in your prayers as they con continue with their cancer treatments and keep their family in your prayers at this time. And also, remember, keep all the ones that, uh, that just recently went to Peru. They uh, flew to Columbus. They fly, I drove them to Columbus yesterday. They flew to, and they flew out of Columbus yesterday, and um, they, should be, they should have been there today at 4 o'clock. So uh, keep them in your prayers that, uh, that they glorify God and, uh, and increase his kingdom um, and let them do good works there. They're in Bible study right now. Okay. All right, good. That's great news. That's all the announcements I have. Um, is there anything else I may have missed? All right, let's go to God in prayer at this time. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so thankful and blessed to be able to be here this evening, Lord, to be able to apply your word to our everyday lives, make it a part of our lives so we can continue on growing spiritually, Lord, that we could be more like you every single day, Lord. Lord, let us be an example at a workplace, within our community. Lord, continue to always let your light shine in everything we do in our lives. Lord, we ask you this time to be with Jimmy and, and Sean and, and Jim and Amber, Lord, as they continue with their cancer treatments, Lord. Just be with the chemo that they're going through let it heal them, Lord. Let them get back to 100%, Lord. Be with David at this time as he's trying to get well, Lord, that he will be healed 100%, Lord, and, and let him know that we are thinking of him and praying for him. Lord, be with our, our members there in Peru at this time, Lord. Lord, be with them. Keep them safe, Lord. Let your word touch those that they are talking to, Lord, that they will want to become children of yours, Lord. Lord, let everything we do in our lives always glorify you in everything we do. Be with us this evening, Lord. Be with Andrea as he gives us our lesson, Lord. Continue to be with our youth. Let them grow and keep them safe this summer. Forgive us, Lord, when we do fall short. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. Amen. wrong. Our next song this evening is A Shield About Me. On the overhead only, A Shield About Me.
our song of invitation this evening is number 761, Where He Leads I'll Follow, 761. Our song before our lesson this evening is number 823, Heaven's Jubilee, 823. Sunlight morning, we shall see Jesus in the air, coming after you and me, joyous heart to share. What rejoicing there will be when the saints arrive, headed for this jubilee under in the sky. Oh, In case anyone was wondering, if you move to Arkansas for the majority of the year and only come home during certain time periods, you do still, in fact, have to do the Wednesday night Devo when you come home. <laughs> That's not something you get out of, apparently. As Dave forgot to mention earlier, I also drove a car up to Columbus yesterday, and I was voluntold by my mother instead of by the church to do it. But... I was driving the car back from the airport yesterday, and as some of you know, it's supposed to take like two and a half-ish hours to get back from Columbus, to get to Columbus from here and back. So driving there was pretty good. It was about two hours, 45 minutes, something like that. Like it wasn't too bad. But driving back, I left the airport at 5 p.m and did not leave the city limits of Columbus until 6 p.m. <laughs> so then I had another two and a half hours on top of that to drive, which ended up adding an entire hour to the overall trip that I was supposed to be taking back. And so as I sat in the bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic trying to get outside of Columbus, 
I kept trying to be a good, smart, productive college student that I am. I tried to think through the lesson that I was going to give tonight. You know, maybe get some ideas, try, like, go down a couple rabbit holes, try and figure out what I was going to talk about. But there were too many people just swerving in and out of my lane with no turn signal, and there was a lot of rain as well, so it just really didn't make for a good opportunity to do that. But I just kept thinking to myself, I wish I could just sit back and put the cruise on and just cruise my way back home. Like that, Then I'll be able to sit down and think of a lesson and be able to get some good ideas for it and everything. But um, whenever I was trying to think through that lesson, I just kept getting back to the idea of I just want to you know, put this on cruise and get this, get this over with, get back to the house to write the lesson. So tonight I'm going to talk about putting things on cruise. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that can happen to our spiritual lives as well as our, you know, physical lives, putting the car on cruise. So tonight I'm going to talk about something that was a great invention for the car, but a terrible idea for our spiritual lives. Whenever the authors of the Bible talk about the spiritual life of people, it's usually directed at people that are young in faith or just coming to faith. Uh, the majority of, well, much of the New Testament is written to an audience that either just came to faith or recently converted within the past, you know, four or five years, something like that. So uh, not much is written to people that are older in their faith, more mature in their faith. But um, there are a couple things that are repeated over and over throughout Scripture to the people that are older and more mature in their faith. And it is to not let your faith grow stagnant, but to continually grow and mature in your knowledge of Christ and his word. Uh, during, his ministry, uh, during his ministry, Paul visited the church in Ephesus a couple of different occasions and then wrote them a letter whenever he was in prison as well. And in that letter, uh, in that letter to the Ephesian people, starting in chapter 4 of Ephesians, in verse 11, he wrote, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain unity in faith and of knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. So we are no longer children being tossed to and fro by the waves and about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Here Paul specifically tells the congregation in Ephesus to mature to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. That's a lot of words that I had to read through a couple times to actually get an idea of what he was meaning from. But basically, Paul's trying to tell the people to mature to become the fullness of Christ. In another instance, Peter, one of his letters that he wrote, wrote about continuing to grow in faith. In his letter written most likely when he was in jail facing Roman execution, he addressed the body of Christians as a whole. It's not written to a specific person or a church or anything. But Peter still made a point to tell the readers to grow in their knowledge of Christ. In the last two verses of 2 Peter, he wrote, You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you're not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your, st lose your own stability, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. It is believed that by historians that this letter is written 
not long before Peter is eventually executed by the Romans. So one of the last things that we have recorded from Peter, the last thing that Peter wrote and recorded in our Bibles today, he tells the church to grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And by growing in our knowledge of Christ, our faith will continue to grow and mature to where it can't be shaken by what the world throws at us today. And lastly, the author of Hebrews wrote about continuing to grow and mature in our faith, in our faith in Christ. He offers a two-sided statement, both condemning the people of his day and explaining some of the differences between those who are young in faith and those who are older and more mature in faith. And starting in chapter 5 and verse 11, the author writes, About this we have much to say, and it is hard to explain, since you have become dull and hard of hearing. For this, for through, nah, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles and oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the, world of, in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, those who have their powers of discernment trained, trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. The writer of Hebrews here tells the people that they have not matured yet in their faith and that they have not grown to become people that can teach the word to others effectively. They simply became stagnant and they became complacent in their immature faith. And the author warns, warns that only after the people had matured can they handle the harder and more difficult teachings that Christ has for us. In these three different instances, the writers of the New Testament warn Christians to not become stagnant in their faith and knowledge of Christ. These warnings are not only applicable to those early Christians, but they are to us as well today. It is really easy to set your spiritual life on cruise, so to speak, and to not focus on it like you should. There are many distractions out there in the world today, and there are many things that can easily supplant just a little Bible study with yourself, with yourself or your immediate family. And the good news is that the New Testament authors have also given us ideas on how to grow and deepen these spiritual lives that we have. One of these ways is, throughout, is through prayer. In 1 Thessalonians 5.14, Paul writes to pray without ceasing. Through prayer, we communicate with God and grow our faith in him. We can also grow our knowledge of Jesus and of Christ through study. Both Paul and Peter, in those scriptures that we read just earlier, referenced needing to grow in our knowledge of Christ and continuing to grow in our knowledge of Christ. One way to do that is simply just to read, just taking a little bit of time and reading through the Bible, reading through the Gospels, and learning about Christ and what he did and <clears throat> what he did and what his message was for us today. If you're not a Christian and you're interested in that life of following Christ and hearing what he's called us to do, then there will be someone down here at the front that would love to start that conversation with you and teach you about what all he's called us to be. And if you're not a Christian, but you're interested in becoming one, there will also be someone up here who can assist you with that. And if you are a Christian, but in need of prayers from the congregation, 
there will be someone up front that can help take care of that with you. And if you would, please come forward while we stand and while we sing. Let's all pray at this time. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank you for, again, another time to get together to sing, Father, and we're so thankful for Sai and his willingness to lead sing and, and to hear words uh, about you and how we should grow, how we should mature. Even though some of us think we're already there, we're never there. We're always striving to grow, striving to learn. And Father, just help us to always have that endeavor. We're thankful for Andrew and bless, thank you for him and his family that they're back. He's back with us today. Father, we thank you for all those who get up here and, and do uh, the sermons, Father, on Wednesday night, all ages, Father, and all, all styles. And we're just thankful, Father, for those words that are spoken and the time that they take to get their thoughts together. And Father, we do thank you for your blessings upon this congregation that we did have several that were able to go to Peru. We're thankful for the financial blessings that they've received that they were able to take that time and go, and, and Father, we ask your blessings on them, <clears throat> that you be with them, with Daniel and Audrey, Father, that are already there, that are doing the work, and Father, trying to get the congregation started in that area, and Father, we do pray that you will be with everyone that went, with, with Sarah and Derek, Marvin and Christy and Evan, <clears throat> Connie and Alan and Nathan and Amber and Tabitha, Reagan, Luke and Tanya, Father, and Chris. Father, we just pray that you'll bless each one of them with health and strength as they do the work there, that they will be able to entice those in Peru and, and other areas that they may travel uh, to become Christians, or, and Father, at least to spread your word so that they can think about the things that are being taught to them, <clears throat> that someday there will be a congregation there, or continue to be more congregations there than there are now. Father, we just thank you for those who are willing to teach willing to be missionaries, those that we have already with Mr. Ocpanito and Mr. Galloway and others that we're aware of, all those who preach your word in different congregations and throughout the United States and throughout the world. We're just thankful for all those who take time to, to be evangelists, Father, to, to work to spread your word. Father, we ask your blessings on our congregation to continue to bless us as a whole, Father, 
thankful for service many people here tonight. Just bless each one of us, Father, as we try to work together, try to grow together, and try to love one another. Forgive us, Father, when we fail you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Thank <clears throat> you.